Hello and welcome to another MadAxman.com podcast. This podcast has been recorded as we drive home from the campaign event in Milton Keynes when we talk about Fogar and the games that we played over the weekend. This podcast also features Simon and also Coughing Dave. Please enjoy the podcast. Well, here we are. It's another experimental Mad Axman podcast. Hey. This time we've just all been to the campaign event in Milton Keynes and we're driving back very carefully. Uh, not, this is on hands-free on the M1 and I'm here with Simon. G'day. And I'm here with Coughing Dave. Yeah, Coughing Dave. Coughing Dave. <laughs> Coughing Dave, really. So, so, Simon, so starting with you, you you were playing Fog Renaissance this weekend. Yep. Tell me about your army, tell me about the games. So I was uh, playing in the 25 mil period for our team. Big shiny toys. Yep, big man's toys. And it was an English Civil War period, so it was uh, parliamentarians, royalists, and... Cromwell's army, so after the the revolution, so. so so campaign is traditionally a very tightly themed competition in pretty much all the the different wargaming periods. So so if someone doesn't really know campaign, what just describe how how campaign works. So what they do is um, you field a team of three people, um, and then the each team member is in a different pool, and they're very tight army choices. So for the twenty five mil period, there were just four available armies, the English Civil War, two parliamentarians, uh, sorry, and the one royalists and the new, um, new model, which is the, the Cromwell army. And then the other two periods had, again, only four or five um, <coughs> allowed armies, so they're designed around choosing the less good ones, so it's more about skill of the player and getting some more tighter periods in and play. So you get some of the more weirder armies coming out because they're actually viable then. Okay, then. And you were playing... 25 mil, 28 mil, call yep. it what you will. Um, big boys toys. Big boys toys. And which army did you go for? So I brought yeah, new model English, so um, Cromwell's army. Uh, was, was that an ideological choice, or or was there science to it? You know, because in a, in a thing where there's a very tight period, why you choose the army list is is probably quite important. Um, I chose it based on um, a design choice because I looked at all the the, the other options. I misunderstood a couple of the other army lists, so I looked at what could give me the most good quality amount of battle troops, so a large amount of supported uh, pike and shot units, how many I can get as many superior, a couple of mounted skirmishers, and maybe a bit of artillery to make a very solid, tough line of infantry, then support on the flanks by mounted to, if I could get in, they could go and cause some casualties, but otherwise they just there to threaten or deal with other, other mounted. So, so for you it was all about let's get some good quality foot and then yeah. everything else plays a supporting role. Yeah. Okay. So would, would you have chosen a different list if it had been a, a 15 mil competition with, with more space on the table? Or? Yeah I would have because um, in the 25 mil period it's very difficult to, to have a large mounted army um, because of the size of the table so um, it's predominantly a mass foot army with some mounted. If it had been a 15 mil where mounted had more space to manoeuvre, there may have been, rather than one or two mounted, there might have been four or six units, because they could um, then work their flanks a lot harder, maybe do a flank march, come around and really threaten the six, the, um, the infantry. Okay, so so you're playing with the royalists, or sorry, no, with the parliamentarians, you're playing in a very tight pool. Yep. 
was it the case that out of the four armies, somebody picked them all, or, or was it was there was there a mix, or, or was there did it turn out there was an obvious choice that everybody went for? Uh, there was no obvious choice. So there was um, out of the five players, we had uh, two parliamentarians, two new models, and a royalist. Um, That's a good mix. Yeah. So everyone everyone had gone for slightly different versions as well. So there was no copy and paste of an army. Um, everyone went for slightly different design choice, whether they wanted um, a little bit more mounted or a little bit more um, supported foot or various armies like, like that. So it's good to see subtly different choices which made you think a little bit. Okay. And you, so you played um, five games over the weekend. So mm -hmm. it's three, three on Saturday, two on Sunday. Yep. Um, well, how did they go? Um, game one uh, was a very bloody draw to, for both of us. We, um, I was playing a um, parliamentarian army, and both of us got stuck in lots of shooting, lots of charging and all that, but none of us could get that critical breakthrough to um, get, a, uh, get some infantry moving to the flanks or whatever, or the mounted, so by the time time was called, we had a, just a 10-all draw. Right, but, but a lot of a lot of casualties, lot of action. Yeah, sorry. First game, I'm sorry, I was yeah, actually wrong. Me. Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, first game, you're playing Coughing Dave. Yeah, so first game, and that that did result in a quite a horrific win to me. I um, broke Dave's yeah. army in about two and a bit hours, yeah. Um, yeah. resulting in a twenty-two-three. Um, so was, was that down to your um, um, burgeoning illness, Dave? Do you think? Or uh, no, down to me not playing the game very often. Okay. Uh, but I don't think I did too badly. No, Dave made one little mistake in that he exposed the superior unit because it, he, he manoeuvred it out and just exposed it a little bit too much so I was able to mass fire on it for a few rounds before it got supported and by the time it recovered it was so badly mauled that it broke very shortly afterwards that was and, then, and then there was a hole there. Well that, that's, you know, that sort of simplicity of pick on something exposed, concentrate yeah. fire. Because in Renaissance a lot of the troops are so similar, yeah. you do get that almost pure form of war game sometimes. Of, yeah. you know, the horse, the foot, the guns, the, the concentration of fire, pile onto a weak point. So yeah. you know, that's that's proper stuff, isn't it? Yeah it is, yeah. It's you got um, because also the armies are very similar, um, everyone's trying to go uh, exploit a little corner or get just a little bit of an advantage and sometimes it comes down to who doesn't roll a three? <laughs> okay. Game of skill, as we say. Game of skill. So, so you won the first one, you drew the second, second one, and then I got a, a big win in the third one. Um, I think it was a 22-3 again. Wow. Um, so and that was playing against the Royalist Army. Yeah. Um, so I was playing Charles, one of the, the rules writers, and what he did, which was a little bit of a surprise, is he... We had on one, one side of the table there was a plantation, so he ambushed three units inside there, and I was also sure if he was flank marching or, uh, or whether they hit on the table because he just put the markers down. And a couple of turns later, out from this uh, plantation, a superior horse unit appeared with some um, foot entourage. Wow. And um, wow. that was quite scary. So, yeah, because normally the only thing that anyone ambushes is just skirmishing dragoons. Yeah. It? So real sudden, troops, wow. So that was quite scary, but um, luckily I, I could see where things were, what he had on the table, and because he had deployed all of his generals on the table, I knew there wasn't going to be a flank march. So working on that, he'd only had one mount on the table, and he has to have two, 
the one on the table is an average, most likely it's going to be superior. It'll probably be in the, uh, the plantation, so I deployed some six packs um, to go and deal with it. So, um, so, you, so you were list spotting to, um, to see bit. what was hidden. Yeah, because you just look at the army, you, can, you get a vague sense of you know the compulsories, and there's a superior mountain missing. I okay. wonder where it could be. I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? If you are going to ambush, mm. it's got to be a proper ambush. So, yeah. so you need to do that with a list as well as just on table. Yeah. If there's some compulsory's gone, yeah. you know it's missing, don't you? That's the you do, yeah. Right. Okay. And then, and because this is one of um, one of these podcasts, I'm guessing you had a curry last night. There may have been a curry. Yep. Yeah. So we. Um, so was this the famous Elvis curry? Or is that is that no longer in Milton Keynes? No, so it's now been rebranded as the Don Curry. The Don Curry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Don. So, same place. Yeah. Same um, same decor. Same everything, but they've just changed their logo to be called the Don. The Don. What? The so Don. There's a, there's a curry mafia. Yeah. So what is it? Is it curried spaghetti? Curry curry pasta with meatballs? Yeah, and if you uh, annoy the waitress too too much, you get a. Um, a Curried horse's head in your bed this morning. Because <laughs> the Elvis curry was a little bit weird. Well, no, it was incredibly weird. Yeah. But but is it just they've just changed the name and done nothing to the decor, or is there any half-hearted attempt to to create a mafioso style theme? Uh, I couldn't see any different decor to last year. It looked exactly the same. No, no, um, no special side dishes named after. Um, the cast of Goodfellas or anything? Nothing like that. They Nothing just had a, a fancy crest and um, leather-bound um, menu rather than the usual paper ones. And that was just that it. Was it. Okay. So, um, and um, the, the key question really is, what, Kingfisher or Cobra? Cobra. Cobra. So it's a Cobra house. <laughs> Good. And um, any 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 late afters or just it just grown ups um, and, and sickly Dave? It, just grown ups and sickly Dave. So. So you didn't manage to bump into any stag and hen parties or, or any kind of messy stuff? Yeah, it was an 18th birthday party, but nothing uh, particularly drunken or uh, scantily clad, which is oh, a bit of a shame. Okay, cool. So then, then on to the morning games. Um, you, you had kind of a friendly game because there was a, a buy effectively, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, so um, um, I had the buy game, so I was playing with um, another parliamentarian, and that resulted in a spectacular loss to me. That didn't count. It didn't count, so it's a spot of luck. wasn't too, too fussed there. A um, couple of couple of battle groups decided at the critical point to just um, that going to the pub was a better idea, and that caused most of my centre to dissolve very rapidly. Right. So all good fun. Okay. And then then this afternoon, I think um, it looked like another win, didn't it? Um, yeah. So this afternoon for the final game, we had uh, another parliamentarian and. Um, that resulted in quite a big 23-2 to me. Um, it being being another similar game of um, uh, line up, make sure you um, uh, push all the pressure points in the right place. My opponent Chris charged his superior mounted in, thought he yeah, lined up against my mounted. We're all yeah, both of us rolling six dice, hitting on fours. Both had generals in. Both of us drew, doing three hits each. He proceeded to roll for his um, death roll. Anything but a one, he rolls a one. I need to roll uh, two dice to kill his general, needing double six, kill his general. And left flank proceeded to rapidly dissolve um, as I burst through and then proceeded to cause carnage on that side. So, so, so basically, you won that through a one in 218 chance. Yes, yeah, basically, yeah. Brilliant. Complete game of skill. Complete game of skill. <laughs> That's good then. 
Okay, cool. And then, then the whole campaign thing is about, bizarrely, is about playing in a shopping centre in Milton Keynes, yeah. just outside John, John Lewis. Yeah. Um, and you get occasionally people wandering past, and I think you were on the outside table, so did, did you actually have to talk to members of the public at any point? Yeah, we had quite a few people who were quite fascinated by what the, why the hell grown men are playing with toy soldiers. Yeah. Um, and then a few people had guessed what vague, what vaguely what periods were playing. So they asked me what part of the Civil War were playing, what we were doing, um, asked a few questions. I guess that's part of the advantage of using 28s because they're just such big figures, aren't they? Yeah. It's just a lot more like like yeah. toast soldiers that people can see. A lot and more obvious. So they went, oh, okay, that makes sense. I can see Cromwell over there, and yep, okay. And it's, is I your think. am I right in thinking that your whole army is warlord plastics? Yes. There's not there's not a metal. Usurper amongst them. Uh, there's a couple of warlord metals in there because they have a few okay. metals, but the whole army is uh, warlord metals bar one horse unit. Um, it's got an eBay special. Right. So they sit at the back of the table as re-support. Okay. <laughs> the rest of it is all plastics, which are almost all plastics, which makes they, life easier to carry. Were they good, those warlord? Yeah, they, I think them and the parry stuff have really just started to, to completely change it. But those, those English Civil War troops are are great, great little models and they, they take um, army painters so well with that dirty sort of on campaign buff coat thing, don't they? They do, yeah, and they're quite easy to paint. They can, uh, on mass, you can paint up an army very quickly with the army painted dip and then the matte varnish. They look really good. They can morph into any 30 years war or some of the later armies extremely easy and um, they look really good. It's a good army, good. And um, there's, a, there's a sort of small trade show but it's not I guess it's a trade show for traders who are capable of selling to the public, and I'm saying the public as in people who who just got kids who want to buy a bit of Star Wars stuff, isn't it? Mm. So there's not not too much in the way of hardcore figure manufacturers or war games trade or, or whatever. There was there anything that you were were tempted by, or um, was it just a, a browse around and pick up a paintbrush? For me, it was just to have a bit of a browse around. There was nothing inspiring or even vaguely interesting buying this time. Um, so is, that about, is that about where you are in the buying cycle or, or little, a bit of a mix of, of this and the show? A little bit. It was mainly because um, Salute, which is the big um, buying experience, was only a month ago and I okay. might have spent a few hundred pounds there. So, um, right. so you're, done. you're done on that one. Okay. So the most exciting thing I bought was some paints and measuring sticks. Okay. Big, big defender. All right. So Dave, are you, are, you, are you alive in the back? Just about. Just about. Croaky. So... Well, let, let's do this again, because obviously it's going to yeah, be a bit, a bit tricky for you. Um, what's your your croaky summary of, of the four or five games that you had and, and the well, experience of playing 28 mil? I don't play Fog Renaissance very much. In fact, I haven't played for a year. So, But I found I hadn't forgotten as much as I thought. And I think by playing the 25mm, it's quite forgiving to someone who's starting again. More, you know, you can make mistakes as I did against Simon in the first game, but the 25 minutes, as I say, is more forgiving. Yeah, I suppose you, you know, you can because the units are quite big. You can you can line up and just take it, can't yeah. you? And, yes. And that's going to be competent, and it's going to give you a game. But if someone's manoeuvring <laughs> badly against you, they they can lose against lineup <laughs> and shoot. But if they're they're manoeuvring more cleverly or they know when to push and when to not push that still gives them a, a real advantage but it feels like you're getting a good game and, and rolling a lot of dice 
time, I think, because we were playing with 800 points. 700? 700. 700. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there you go. You were playing with 800, no well, wonder. Well, yeah, well, I was playing with 800, which was helpful. No, I really enjoyed it. I liked, I mean, the tight theme is always interesting in campaign, and it's very easy to come with the wrong army or make a mistake. But I think the armies were very evenly matched. With, diff- with subtle differences, like the um, Royalists that we fought had the infantry Justin musket units and all superior, which made them very powerful and very difficult to dig out of terrain. But I felt all the games that I played were all about the flanks running down the side and who won that kind of one game. I mean, I lost against Simon, I had two winning draws, 12 eights, and had one 11 9. To my opponent. So okay. they were good fun bloody battles. Okay. I think they could have done with an extra 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, possibly. Uh, but I suppose you're trying to squeeze in because it's good because it's only five, well, it's quarter past five, 20 past five now. We're already yeah. back on the motorway home and, yeah. and they do have to get people cleared out of the shopping centre because yes. it, but maybe there's even a kind of technical legal reason about, mm. but about the shops having to close down after a certain time. They're only allowed to be open for a while. No, it's a great venue to have a competition. Airy, not very smelly. Lots of, <laughs> lots of natural <laughs> daylight. So, yeah, natural daylight. You've got, you know, you've got a Pret-a-Manger and a yeah. Costa next door. Um, and Nero's. And, and John the Nero's, yep. So, and a John Lewis if, if you need to buy any nice sweaters and, and, and a formal shirt. That's always good. They've also got their um, uh, cafe diner down the other end of the John Lewis. So if you want a... Decent meal rather than a, a sandwich. Okay. You go down there, so that was quite, uh, quite good. Good. It's very, very different from the usual primary school or college menu. The usual sweaty and smelly place. Yes. Yes. Everything deep fried. Okay. So what's um, what's next on the agenda then? Now we're all coming back from from this one. What's the next competition that you've got looking forward to? Two weeks time, we've got the ADLG Ilford competition. Oh, that's true. I, I well, I know it's coming up. It's in my it's diary, but uh, and that's. That's kind of an interesting theme, isn't it? It's in a particular year. It's the year of Agincourt, is it? 1451? No, Agincourt was last year. So, okay, well, it wasn't Agincourt. No, 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 I don't mean it was in the year of Agincourt. Yeah. All the armies have to be dated oh, see, yes, in yes. 1341, yes. I think, which gives you some interesting European choices. Yeah. So have, you, have you decided what you're taking yet? I haven't, no, I'm still muttering. I'm thinking about Anglo-Irish. Because? Which is an hobby I've never, ever considered before. Never used. I mean, it's, it's quite popular in Folk AM. Really? Well, it was for a while. Yeah, so what, what's the good thing about it? Longbowmen. Ah, right, it's a longbow army. Longbowmen. Okay. But it's got a mixture. It's longbowmen, knights, light horse, and some decent heavy foot two-handed weapons. But that's only an idea at the moment. I would have liked to have taken out Mugavars, but they seem to have disappeared out of it. Because the the, um, the longbow are, what, they're 11 points of base if they're yeah. the elite, which in a 200-point army, you're not getting many of those at no. all before you're, before you're running part out. part of the issue. Yeah. So you're it's in your quite, it's a really interesting competition. It's very hard. I mean, Art of the Care is at that point where you wonder... You're still trying to puzzle out the lists and work out what the options are. Yeah, there must be so many lists. Well, clearly, we've, we've all not played that many games, yeah. so you've got 280 lists or yeah. something to, 
to give a go to and you're not quite sure what's going to be good or what's not because the the balance of points cost and and troop quality seems pretty pretty solid. But we still haven't found any killer armies yet, which is a good thing. I mean, one thing with none of us have played so far is uh, none of the Asian armies or middle, um, so like the proper Asian, Japanese, Chinese, yep. or the Indian periods. Um, most of those haven't been haven't come out yet, so I'm not well, sure I, what I, samurai and mass elephants will do yet. Well, I've um, I played a samurai at the challenge last year with a French player using it who was pretty good and that was pretty early on in, in the UK sort of scene for it so so he beat me um, unsurprisingly because it was a good army and he knew what he was doing and I don't think I had a great army and I well I suppose it did alright but I didn't quite know what I was doing with it at the time so because samurai were, were pretty tasty but I think you know, doing this tightly themed medieval thing actually it's a good interesting theme for um, for someone to have come up with as well, actually. I think all credit to, to the Ilford boys for coming up with something fun, I think. Also all credit. I don't know if you got the email around saying that, that they were going to order in chips at lunchtime, yes. which I think is just such a great win. I um, think it's, what's also really good is that we're going to Ilford for the first time in a long time. Actually, yeah, good call. People good call. Who haven't really been around on the fog circuit for a while. Yeah, because so Il- Ilford used to be, people. I think... I think it used to be one of the DBM, um, DBM doubles things. I used to go to there and play a competition. And they used to theme that very well. They used to have uh, four games where you played so many, you know, a proper army in two games, but you had a weaker army and a stronger army, and you had to choose. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Those ones. yeah. So you got an extra 50, so one made you defend, one made you, you know. So, so I think, that was always fun. So I think there's about. 20 or so people signed up for that. It's great. Which is a good turnout. It's a good turnout for a one day. Yeah. And then um, I think the same weekend out in Bristol, um, the McHugh has, is running a, a 25 mil competition that I think has got over a dozen already. So so that could be 30 odd people playing yeah. playing over the same weekend, okay, in two venues. But that's, that's starting to be a decent number mm. um, of, of people. So it's interesting times. Well, I guess with a bit of luck, we'll be we'll be doing another podcast coming back round the M25 in in a couple of weeks' time. But now we're just getting towards the M25 this time, so probably best time to sign off. And um, until next time, thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Bye.